Hey, you're listening to the New Normal Podcast, a series of conversations with real people from our church in light of present realities during this global crisis. This is the New Normal with Ben Bush. Uh, we're excited to have Ben, who is a husband, a father, a community group leader, a member of Grace Auburn, also an assistant professor at Auburn University in industrial design with us today. Uh, on this, our first episode of The New Normal, just talking about present realities in light of the fact that nothing is normal now. we None of us know what normal is. We're all trying to navigate this together. So Ben, thank you for being here. Of course. We're sitting in the worship space at Grace Auburn Church here at 720 East Glen around Round Table. Uh, my name is Lee Cadden. I'm our executive pastor. I'm here with Matt Dean as well, our senior pastor. Thank you for being here. It's good. We are excited, uh, nervous, asking questions, uh, a, a lot of unknowns. And so we wanted to sit down with members of our church and just ask, hey, what is your new normal? What is what is daily life look like? What does life look like in your home? What does life look like at work? All of those sort of things. So that's the hope of the New Normal Podcast. So again, thank you. Yeah. So Ben, as we as we think about um, what it looks like for us to navigate faith, marriage, uh, fatherhood, responsibility, life in this community, um, the first question I want to ask you is just as it relates to you and your relationship with the Lord as you have uh, been walking with Him in these days, what's that been like for you? Man, yeah. Um, it's been different. Um, but then again, like uh, scripture has been very consistent. Uh, we've been in Hebrews and so I'm still in Hebrews, still working through it. Um, I've had additional time to process, additional time to pray. And that's been like really valuable time and really kind of seek the Lord. Like, what are you doing now and what will you do with this and how are you going to bring it to your glory? Um, just being able to see scripture played out and just like, just wonder what God's going to do with it. Yeah. I think for me, there's been a lot of quiet trust. Um, I have stayed up way too late at night reading. Uh, news feeds from around the world. And at the end of it all, my response is, God, only you know how this plays out. Uh, I've been really encouraged with the theme of Hebrews of let us consider him, let us draw near to him, let, our fix, let us fix our eyes on him, let us uh, approach him in these times of need. And so for me, I'm, I'm in Hebrews too. Mm-hmm. And as we've been working through this, I've just found the word of God to truly be living, active, precise, and been able to give me a lot of um, very specific encouragement as we really ask the question, what does it look like to follow Jesus and lead a church family through these unprecedented days in our lifetime? Right. Lee, what's it been like for you? So I don't I don't stay up late like you do. Matt says I stayed up late reading scripture. I'm like, how's that different than normal? You stay up late all the time. But for us, as I think through um just the practical realities of of a day-to-day conversation with my wife, day-to-day conversation with my kids. I'm keenly aware of 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 a raising or a rising group of questions, especially for my seven-year-old. Just, hey, why am I not in school? Hey, why are we doing, like, what's going on with this? And so navigating her heart just kind of continually brings me back to my need for Jesus and the gospel and what his word says about his faithfulness, his goodness, his always and forever. Uh, love for us as people. So I, I, it, I find myself continually coming back to the promises of God and the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Saying, yes, amen. I need that. Yeah, yeah that's good. So, I mean, on that note, um, Ben, as you have navigated this with your wife, Holly, like what's that been like for you together as a couple? You've had like more conversations. I mean, we're a lot closer 
um, relationally than we are during a, a typical week. Things have slowed down and we really have to like, counsel each other and consider each other when we're making these decisions. Like even like, do we go visit, you know, Nana and Pops this weekend? Like what are the risks? Um, and so like we've had difficult conversations, but I feel like we're really close during this time and she's working at a hospital. So she is in the mess and I'm opposite in the mess. So just kind of decompressing with her and seeing um, how things will change and evolve. But like we've had, we're having lunch on the back porch and kids are playing in the sprinkler. So it's kind of both ways. Yeah. I think for, for April and myself, we've had more time uh, than we thought we would have. And I think because life has slowed down, um, we have slowed down a little bit and that's been really good. And even this morning, as she and I were able to hold hands and pray at length for people by name. Mm-hmm. And that is not our typical morning. Our typical mornings are uh, just chaotic of trying to get everyone fed and out the door and ready for school. And so uh, for us, there's been a real sweetness of the slowness of life and being able to pause and really be thoughtful, prayerful, and considerate, not only for the needs of our family, but for the needs uh, of our church. Yeah. So you, you mentioned Holly, you mentioned April. Um, let's talk through just practical realities of of being married, having kids, running a family, all of those things. Uh, and let's talk about the grocery store situation that we're all talking about and looking at and wondering what in the world's going on with. Yeah. Are, are you the grocery go-getter or is she? How do you guys manage that? And then what has been um, something you've been looking for and couldn't find in the grocery store? Um, it's kind of 50-50. Lately, Holly's been going to the grocery store. Um, it's been inter- We should label this the, the great toilet paper um, disappearance of 2020. Of 2020, indeed. Um, that almost got out of hand, but it was, it was all right. Um, it's been interesting. I wish I could be in Walmart. Like, what went first? Was it the meat? Was it the bacon? Was it the pork? <laughs> then what's what, second tier? And then, like, I said, Holly, we need some rice. Like, we're kind of basically out of rice. And she brought, like, this little, like, two-cup thing. I'm like, is this it? Like, rice doesn't go bad. Ben Bush, there's no more rice left. This is what they had. We down to rice and beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For us, I think uh, I am the primary grocery getter. The people at our neighborhood Walmart know me by name. Yep. They welcome me like I'm part of their family. I, I probably could get a job there if I need it. <laughs> but um, for us, uh, I did have this moment the other day where I, I thought if we do get it uh, and we're out for 14 days at home, um, I don't know how in a family of nine that we're going to make it. And so we have a 25 pound bag of rice and we've mm-hmm. got canned vegetables and in our inside freezer and outside freezer is full yeah. and we are keeping California pizza kitchen in business. <laughs> yes. So, um, but I, the other day I could not find rice either. And, uh, for whatever reason, given that I have two lovely Chinese daughters and that we lived in China, rice is like an everyday thing mm-hmm. for us, but I myself could not find rice. So Lee, what about you? What, what have you not been able to find? I went looking for black beans. Yeah. I thought the of all aisles at Kroger or Sam's or Publix to, to not run out of something, but black beans were right in there with everything else. Um, fortunately, we were not on a toilet paper scare. Mm. Uh, so, But it was amazing to me. I walked into Sam's. We came back from spring break on Saturday, you know, the day after, two days after everything going haywire. And I walked into Sam's and everybody was running. Like running yeah, to, that's the, to the back of the store. And I got back there and there was plenty of paper towels. So there's a, there's a decent okay. plan B. It's not a great yeah. plan B, but it's a plan it's B absorbent. right on that. It, it is absorbent. That's a good word to describe paper towels. Uh, but everybody was literally running to the back and they were pulling pallets down. Like the, the you know, Sam's goes all the way to the roof. They yeah. were pulling pallets down of toilet paper. And I'm like, this, it's not this bad. 
Right. Yeah. But it's that bad right now. Wait, what are we doing? Yeah. All right. I'm going to segue from toilet paper um, because I know everyone's listening and thinking, are we really going to listen and think about toilet paper? (laughs) But it is. It is an important part of life, but we're going to move past that. And if you need toilet paper, we've got some extra at church. So just come on up if you need that. But do Bless do practice safe one, social distancing. One roll per person. Bless you with some. Uh, ben, as a dad, um, with toilet paper or yes. without toilet paper, but Ben, as a dad, um, how have you navigated your children's hearts through this? So I have a five-year-old, three-year-old, and largely, like it's not really impacting them. They're still going to daycare and. Corinne's starting to, to grasp at the five-year-old. I think what they've really enjoyed is just like extra daddy and mommy time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been extra wrestling. Jiu-jitsu is out for the short time, so they are my training partners. Um, getting they, to be on the trampoline. Are they winning? No. <laughs> you, all white belts lose their first six months. <laughs> so they, they need to go through this process, but watch out. They're going to be bad one day. Yeah, so in our home as a family, um, given that our age range is a little more extended from two to 16, uh, it's been harder for our older children to not have mm. the social freedoms um, and just athletic opportunities mm-hmm. that, that they're used to. And um, there's been some heartache in our home just of why our soccer games are canceled. Yeah. I, I can't see my teammates. I can't see my classmates um, and just feeling very much locked down. But the the great part about it is it's, we've had more family time together. Mm-hmm. And even last night I was playing uh, ping pong with um, our older children and I got uh, beat by all of them. So I'm terrible at that. But I, I just thought, you know, on a normal day, I don't know that I would actually have time or make time to stop and do this. So I'm thankful, even though uh, we're, we're managing some heartache, I think in the long run, a lot of children are going to have more face time mm-hmm. with their parents and more, more heart to heart conversations. So I'm, I'm hopeful for that. Mm. Yeah, I mentioned earlier just the questions that Finley's asking, mm. and she's asking questions. You know, who could who could get sick, and what does that mean? And so, just navigating their heart, whether it be three, five year old, mm. seven year old, sixteen year old, um, it matters. Right, and how we do it in a way that honors the Lord and honors them, it matters tremendously. So, Ben, you are also uh, on on top of being a member and and being faithfully committed to serving uh, here on Sunday mornings. You're also one of our community group leaders, and you have been for quite a while now. I, my first question revolving around community is, what do you love about leading your community group? Yeah. I love the diversity. We have such a great span of ages and a bunch of kids and some adults that are married with no kids. And we have college students that are fixing to graduate and college students that are freshmen. So having this giant diaspora of influences and perspectives is is really rich. I also love that when they come into my home, like I'm just Ben Bush, the guy, not Professor Bush. So I, I kind of get to catch them off guard. And like, I, I love the the mentorship aspect of teaching. Mm. And it's like, I get to start with that. And then if there's any, I think, anything academic, I can support that. But I love just being the, the authentic person. I love just introducing those young ladies to my wife because she's incredible. So that's all in your home, mm-hmm. around your kitchen table, in your den. Right. Uh, that is not our new normal. It is not. So in light of... Our current reality, how do you see community being different? What are you worried about or what do you think about when you think about community and, and the light of social distancing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you, what, what are your thoughts yeah, on that? Part of me is like, yo, let's go straight acts. So the, the whole spirit's going to protect us. Let's get together anyways. I'm like, that's probably not wise. We need to make <laughs> wise decisions. And so like we, we miss that gathering. We miss the blessed chaos that happens in our home, you know, twice a month. But it's, it's the right thing to do. So what we're kind of finding the medium is conversating with 
you know, group me, text messages. Um, if you see opportunities to serve, we're sharing that through emails. Um, but just to get that that contact, that face-to-face that we're missing, we're Skyping, you know, once a week, once every other week, just to say, hey, what's what's going on? And good to see your face, good to see your kids. What's going on with you? It is chaos. But it's, uh, the more we're doing it, the more I'm valuing it being in this new situation. Yeah, because when you could meet in your den, meeting over a screen sounded like a terrible idea. Right. But when you can't meet in your den and that's now gone, it's not so bad. the opportunity to be able to see one another, to talk, to pray with, to fellowship in that way, uh, it does matter. So you guys met this last week uh, over Google mm-hmm. um, through Hangouts. Uh, this coming week, we're going to start a, a new pilot, a new direction uh, with group life uh, in, in, in an attempt to continue in the vein of authentic gospel community uh, through Zoom. So yep. Zoom is, a, is an online video conferencing platform. You guys are going to be our test run on that on the community group front on Monday night. So really excited about that and to see how God uses technology in a day that we never anticipated him using it. So thank you for for being the guinea pig, both here today on the new normal, but also for that. And if it goes terribly, I need to know. Uh, but we do believe that God has created the opportunities that he has for us to gather together, even if it is different. Right. So Ben, let's transition to thinking about uh, faith and work and even how your workplace has changed as ours has radically changed uh, in the last week. Um, talk to me about the intersection of faith and work at your job, given your profession. Man, that's always a great question. Like how do you, how's the, the creative all things kind of give me this, these ability to be a designer and create a classroom environment, also create solutions in product form. I think one of the biggest things is authenticity, just being super real with my students that I don't always have the answers and don't always be about Ben Bush, but be about people. And there's so many great life lessons I can teach them through like a gospel centered approach that we need each other. We're not always right. We need forgiveness. And if I can practice those things and show those things, I can be not Jesus in the classroom, but the closest I can be to Jesus in the classroom to these kids. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's great. And I, and I know just talking to some of your students and other colleagues that you're respected on campus and, and respected in your profession and, and you're really good at what you do. And I think because of that, um, I'm really interested to hear how, as a Christ follower working for a secular state institution, that you really do have opportunities to love and to serve people. And I know that you do that well. Um, so the last question I have for us as we kind of wrap up this segment um, is, when you think about the next six to eight weeks, and as this virus is projected to spread more so even on a global level, uh, as you think about the potential impact for your family, for your friends, for your loved ones, for the university, for our church community, um, how, how does that reality and the gospel land in your life? And, and how do you navigate that? How will you navigate that? Great question. I mean, I'm, we were pretty early into it. So the way I operate it, you know, three weeks from now is going to be different than what it is now. But I, I do know this, that God is on his throne. He knew this was coming. It's, it's a part of his plan. So just to, to calm down, relax, kind of be the shock absorber. There's a lot of people who are stressed out because it's a very stressful time. Um, God's going to take care of it. Work as hard as you can. If you can't control it, pray about it, let it go. Um, I also like o- obedience for us to be the hands and feet of Christ. And we have to be very tactical and thoughtful. Um, as much as I want to go hang out with my, my kids from Grow Academy, Way to Serve, I've got to find other ways to do that. And opportunities can arise. I think it's a really good time for Christians to, to keep their eyes open, keep their ears open for ways for you to serve in non-traditional avenues that haven't come about until this time. Yeah. 
It is interesting. I I think that our neighborhoods, um, people will get stir crazy. And I think our neighborhoods uh, tend to come alive around five o'clock when everyone has been in their home all day or been isolated at work all day. And I know for for us, our neighborhood, I've never seen more neighbors in Mm -hmm. the two years that we've lived Mm. there. And so how do we practice social distancing, wisdom, um, appropriate isolation, and at the same time be available to uh, step into those moments that God has created for us. Um, I want to end our time just with a reminder out of Hebrews chapter 10. Um, in the last podcast, we we focused in on Hebrews 10, 19 uh, through 25. I want to read that to you again just as a, an encouragement to all of us and for those that are listening. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh, And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. The writer of Hebrews goes on and he begins to speak about a season in the life of this early church where there was suffering, where they had to endure great suffering and even being publicly exposed and uh, and ashamed. Um, But then he says, do not throw away your confidence for your confidence in the gospel has a great reward. It says in Hebrews 10, 36, for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. He goes on to warn people about not shrinking back, but to remain faithful. And it says at the end of Hebrews 10, verse 39, we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed. We are those who have faith and preserve our souls. And so I think as we just end this first um, podcast interview, I want us to leave us on that note that, that we have been called to be a people of hope. And despite how difficult the days may be, we we won't shrink back. We will not throw out our confidence because our confidence in Jesus is what gives us peace of mind. Our confidence in Jesus is what gives us perspective in a very difficult circumstance. Our confidence in Jesus gives us the patience to endure difficult circumstances. And finally, our confidence in Jesus gives us purpose. Our purpose is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And so in these days, the gospel confidence that we have points us continually back to Jesus. And so I want to thank you for listening um, today. And Ben, I want to thank you um, just for being present as we talk about this new normal in our lives and what does it mean to be faithful to Jesus and to the people that God's placed in our lives. Thanks for listening to the New Normal Podcast. If you'd like to know more about the life of our church, ways that you can stay connected even in this new normal, this global crisis we find ourselves in, go to graceauburn.church slash community. You'll find a full list of our community groups. You'll also be able to see ways that we're gathering via new platforms in this season of our new normal.